All right, welcome to Paranoid America, podcast number eight this week on the Paranoid America show. I'm Russell Dowden. I published Weird Magazine, Paranoid Magazine, and InfoWars Magazine for many years. And I actually brought in a Paranoid Magazine this week on the show because this week my friend Heidi Hollis is going to be joining us. And she used to do a column in Paranoid many years ago. I always plug the magazine experience because I've always done the magazines along with the the, the radio broadcasting stuff that I've done over the years. And so uh, we've always published uh, uh, magazines. I am not currently publishing anything paranormal at the moment, but that could change. I do publish uh, another magazine here in Texas and have another show on an ESPN affiliate here in Austin. But all of this hyperactivity with UAPs, uh, paranormal. There's been a lot of sightings. Things are shaking up over in Las Vegas. This has kind of driven me back into the hot seat as I've been telling some of my friends and colleagues here on the podcast. But joining me this week on the show is a very old dear friend of mine, Heidi Hollis. Uh, she's often on many of these podcasts herself. She does a lot of uh, podcasts as a guest, an expert appearance, but she hosts in her own right a, a great podcast with the Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, Dark Becomes Light. Uh, she's got some books we'll talk about she's written over the years. Uh, welcome uh, to the program, Paranoid America. The podcast number eight is my friend Heidi Hollis joining us, I think, from – are you still up in the Windy windy City? I'm not. I'm not. Right now I'm temporarily in uh, the Midwest, though, but not in Chicago. Okay. I around quite a bit. It's so cool to <laughs> – Sitting here with you. <laughs> hey, you know, so for, for, for just some backstory for folks, uh, yeah. y- years ago, Heidi and I met in the 90s over the internet. Uh, you were doing a website called yeah. UFO to You.com, yep. and Sonny and I, and you had a, your friend was, was that Amanda? Back then, yeah. Yeah, you, uh-huh. back then, you and a friend had, she and her girlfriend had a a, sh- a, a a website investigating paranormal called UFO to You, and me and Sonny Salas were doing setlab.org, and it was a, a kind of a reporting site. And I don't know how we ran across each other, but we befriended <laughs> we befriended each other in the late nineties, right? And uh, and then we did the the Set Lab show. I was doing that with Sonny and, and a radio affiliate in Harlingen, but then we moved it to GCN. And when I moved it to GCN, I asked Heidi to be my co-host, and that, <laughs> that was, was my very, very first uh, show. Yeah. yeah, you you got, it, and that's what tickles me about all of this now is that you know <laughs> twenty years ago I, I had only been in radio myself back then, maybe two or three years. Maybe maybe four years, but I had done that some experience with the paranormal show, and uh, and you know you got back, you got in that chair with me, and we did those shows on GCN, and and neither one of us has stopped doing radio since then. I still have a show. I've got yeah. back and done this, but man, you've just kept going like a a, tra- a train on the tracks, man. You've just moved. <laughs> I'm so tickled. Tell me about what you've been up to, and tell folks a little bit about Heidi Hollis. Well, I learned from the best, didn't I? I mean, hello. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know <laughs> about the best, but uh, you brought me in. You I, brought me in, and we just had a ball. I yeah. mean, we just had a ball. I was tickled pink that you asked me to come and join you. I'm like, oh, I get to host <laughs> with this guy that does radio. I'm like, nice. So I just, uh, yeah, you and I just like I would broadcast from the phone where I'm at. I'm like, yeah. here we never even like met each other. We just 
had a ball. I, I remember hopping on there and, and my friend's like, really? You're host, hosting a show with some guy you never met? I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's cool. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, and the thing is, the, the weird thing is back then, that show was uh, on GC. We, we would host the shows. I was hosting it over a phone at the beginning, but then I moved to a like a headset th- format. And yeah. you would, I would call in and host the show over the headset, and then right. and then they, you know, the engineers would run everything from the board in Minneapolis, and yeah. um, uh, but man, uh, th- th- it's funny how the technology's changed. Now now here we are, you know, twenty years later doing video video right. shows all over the internet. So everybody right. everybody's got a podcast nowadays, but. Um, but, uh, That's all good. but Hey, you know, you started it early and we had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, you know, it was wild because I mean, how long did I co-host with you? Well, it wasn't very long. We did it for, you know, a summer, you know, maybe it wasn't very terribly long. I think, uh, yeah. we got on the, that, that show lasted from the summer through the fall. And, you know, I moved and eventually got a divorce and, <laughs> There was a lot of stuff going on back then, but this was in tw- right. this was twenty three years ago. This was in two thousand. Not crazy. Wow, <laughs> far out. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty wild, but I mean, oh gosh, I I think from that point on, I mean, I would be a guest on people's shows, and and they would ask me to co host with them, and mm-hmm. they asked me, oh, you want to do a show for yourself? And then I did, and you know, and I just kind of bounced and did stuff here and there, and um. Yeah, I, I, and then became a regular on Coast to Coast AM because of the Shadow People and Hatman phenomenon. Uh, first to write a book about these things and to have found and named them and all this. Yeah. So it's been a, yeah, we'll, been a we'll, wild ride. We're going to definitely jump into that. It, though, and I just wanted to comment because what happened to me is when I was working in radio at a station in South Texas, a friend of mine, Mike Quinn, who worked at the station – and Mike's been here in this very in my my office here in Round Rock, but when he put me on the radio to talk about sports, I got on the air, put the headphones on, talked into the mic, and I just fell in love with it. And oh. and that was kind of the he got me introduced to what I called the radio bug. And um, and uh, you you got a little bit of that from me, but much more of it on your own and in your other experiences. So uh, just. Uh, uh, just really cool that you're, you've stayed. You've, we've both stayed relevant in this. I think you more than I have because you've been on Ancient Aliens and uh, NBC and all these other things you've done. But tell us what, tell us what Heidi got got really started being known for. You wrote a couple of books. I remember the Cosmic War. Uh, you've did the Jesus is No Joke. Uh, uh, but but you kind of are known for this hat man and shadow people phenomenon. You, these are yeah. the trademarks that you've been really known for in the last say 20 years. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's so wild because when I, I discovered these things and started calling them shadow people, I'd never heard of anybody speaking to this or on this before that it was 97 that I wrote the book on it and wow. it took four years to get it published you know, so I was just waiting and, and I didn't want to speak to it, but I had sent it out to all these different people that were in the field. Right. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. cause they're the ones that published books like that back then. So they all had a copy of it. And, you know, I don't know if uh, people started chatting on it because of that, but two months to write it, four years to get it published. And when I was out the gate, I was out the gate and George Norrie gave me a shot. I was in college at the time. And, uh, 
got to get on this show, got on Jeff Ritz and, and people are like, well, she sounds so perky. We want to hear some more of her, you know? So I just kept, you know, popping on there. I'm like, I can't believe these people are giving me the opportunity to talk and including yourself. And, uh, you know, it, it's just been a, a, a blast to, to shed light on a very, very dark subject and keeping it real, keeping it positive as positive as it can be because there's some heavy topics. But, well, um, yeah. Well, well, Heidi, just to jump in here, uh, and yeah. the the thing that's always been cool about you're presenting this crazy, this dark information and this this subject, but and I see why other uh, like coast to coast and their producers, uh, you know, wanted to have you on. Heidi has always had a very bubbly. Uh, you present this. It's it is serious, but you you're yeah. like me a lot in the sense where I think we both have a a, a bubbly personality and we like to yeah. laugh and we have a, a we both have that jovial kind of uh, outlook uh, about things and 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 that or at least that perspective and and I think that's been your charm and why people like to have you on. People want to you know ask you back on the show and then you've just done well and. And now you've had multiple podcasts and shows that you've done over the years. So I just wanted to jump in there and say, yeah. I, I always find that your your take on some of these darker subject matters and topics is is very refreshing. Ah, Russ, I swear you you definitely uh, you know help set the pace on a lot of conversation out there too. So I appreciate it. But you know, I I just have always been kind of uh, you know rolled with the punches, and I think there's a, a lot of healing and humor too. You know. Yeah. But it's like there, there's a way to talk about these things where you take it serious. I take it very serious. But, you know, I grew up in a haunted house. And if I was always so serious, I mean, I think I'd be crying all the time about the, <laughs> the, the horror, you know. And I was like, it, me and my sisters, we just got comfortable speaking on it and not being weird about it. And I, I just kind of always kept that going. I mean, even when I'm like sick as a dog, I'm always cracking jokes because it just feels better, you know. So uh, I, I, I just, um, I think I've been really fortunate to have a balance too, because yeah. it's not all been dark for me. I have had encounters with angelic things and even Jesus sightings, you know, and I was a skeptic of such stuff. So, but I'm also very painfully honest. Like if something happened to me, I'm going to tell you because, uh, I don't know how else to be. I feel like if it can help somebody else, I'm going to put it out there. Mm -hmm. And just be who I am, and hopefully my example serves us something. But that's uh, just saying that that that's not an un that's a that that's a common experience. People see Jesus. It, it's becoming more common, that's for sure. Especially in the Middle East, believe it or not, a lot of people are reporting seeing Jesus pop up, and not just once, but like daily, nightly stuff. And I'm like, wow. So uh, it, it's it's kind of cool. But for myself, I. I've now been in this for so long and, and I ask people, you know, they've had these near death experiences and that's when Jesus shows up. Not so much your daily everyday thing going mm -hmm. on. So it's, um, it, it was interesting and it, it's something that, uh, still has me puzzled as to why he came my way as he did sometimes. But I think I have a better understanding just that he knew I wouldn't sit quietly about it and that I'd be honest to say, look, he showed up. And uh, all I kept telling people was, wow, Jesus is no joke. He's real. He's yeah. around. And, and, uh, and that was yeah. one of the books that you wrote, uh, Jesus is no joke. Was that the first yeah. book or yep. was that was the first book, wasn't it? Right. 
there. Right there. Uh, <laughs> there it is. You're right behind you. Uh, and I, yeah. <laughs> but I think we, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you've got the, you're pointing up and actually it's part of the art of that book. Right. Uh, uh, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, you saw and had experience and you wrote the book on this. It took a few years yeah. to get it published, but Jesus is no joke. Um, Heidi By Heidi Hollis, it's out there. I don't, can these yeah. books still be purchased on Amazon or out there? Oh, yeah. They're out there. I have eight books out there now and uh, several more waiting to get published. I know, right? I can't believe that. I've got to write one at some point. One. Yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. But, you know, the only thing that pushes me, like, I don't have anybody that's like, oh, you have a deadline. You know, get this done. I'm more like, oh, man, you know, I'm getting too many emails. People are really asking questions about this, this or that let me write this. Maybe this will, this will hit the right button, you know, and uh, being a cartoonist, I do a paranormal comic strip now called the outlanders. But I, I was like, so many people are like, I saw the devil, like, you know, hat man, I've seen mm-hmm. demons, I, you know, I must be going to hell. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, people are so hard on themselves that, uh, you know, they're not perfect with their faith. I'm like, as human beings, what are we perfect about? Nothing. But the one place we're supposed to be very, on it is our faith i'm like give yourself a break so i actually uh used my cartooning skills and wrote a rather thick book um first for kids called the fickle finders it investigates the other f word which is faith mm-hmm. but i only heard from adults who were like oh this is awesome it really helped me with my faith i'm like okay i, I gotta do one for adults now and it's called the other f word how to find faith and laugh at yourself while trying yes. it, it's just in the midst of the paranormal, if you are telling me you're an atheist, but you're acknowledging the devil, something's wrong. I just saw the devil. I don't get into that faith thing, though. So what do I do? I'm like, then throw a shoe at it, because obviously you don't realize you just said something very religious, the devil, you know? So <laughs> it's uh, it's time that people just get comfortable and know that you have a soul. It's real. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And these things are are preying on you. So, how do you think that you got? And there we have all of your books up on 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 the, our our screen oh. on screen. There you can see all of the different ones she's written. And I and there's and there's several. There's more than she's written than I've even been able to find on there actually. Yeah. But but um, but you know what what got you into this path? Do you yeah. wonder sometimes? I mean, for me. I've always been into this paranormal and and sci-fi and you know ufologies, right. extraterrestrials. You know, when SET Lab was an acronym for listeners that don't know. SET Lab was an acronym for Studies of Extraterrestrial Life and Answers from Beyond. You know, for me, I think it started you know watching Star Trek in the seventies, six seven years old, catching Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but. I was always interested in this. What what was what was it for you? Was it growing up in that haunted house or? For sure. I mean, the haunted thing was no fun, and uh, we didn't know why we were being terrorized. My my family and I um, didn't make sense. My mother had died. She didn't die in the home, but uh, I was seven years old when the haunting started, essentially. But uh, what mom would want to terrorize their, her very young children? I don't right. know any mother would do that. So I knew it was something else. Didn't know how to find answers on it. Um, and I had a memory come back to me that involved myself and my younger sister when I was about 16 years old. And <laughs> we're just like, you know, all of a sudden I get this memory of having seen this robotic toy clown 
coming at me and my sister when we were kids. And I'm like, hold on, you know, do you remember that? And my sister looked at me with such terror in her eyes. Like, I thought that was a nightmare. And I'm like, we don't share the same dreams. You know, you draw what you saw and I'll draw what I saw. And we both drew the same clown. So I knew there was something really solid to this, but this happened before my mother passed. So Mm. that memory came to us and I was just, I got to find answers to this, but you know, that was one thing, right? But while I was in college, I had a really incredible experience. One being the Jesus encounters changed everything for me where nothing else mattered, but I need to be working for him because Wow. He, he, he really shook me up. Um, but also getting, this is so strange without hypnosis or anything like that. I got my memories back of before I was born mm-hmm. and, um, I was talking to, uh, uh, my college roommate and, uh, I was like, you know, oh, blah, 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 you know, and I'm walking across my living room and all of a sudden I'm not there. I'm not there. I was in midstream talking and and I'm not there. I'm looking at this scene in space and I see myself in this like spinning sun that I knew had a name called the source. People say source spoke to me. I don't know what that is. I know the source, which looks like a spinning sun and, and there are trillions upon trillions of lights in it. It was like a love soup of, of light. And I was one of those lights Mm -hmm. and Thoughts, ideas, goals, missions that needed to be done, like we kind of pass through this this love soup of light and every soul would like give to that and it would go to the center and become one decision. And a thought came by of something that needed to be done, speaking on the dark things and helping people. And I remember casually thinking, I think that's something I could do, you know, and and before I knew it, I was being shot out of this light through space and going off to be trained, and most especially in this place that uh, looks very much like ancient Roman Greek buildings, but they're crystal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have remembered this place because I go back and forth. And it's so strange to say this, but as a kid, I remember talking to my my sisters about it and saying, I went to the Crystal City again, you know, and, and learned something new. So, and then to come back to my body, I'm still standing in the middle of the living room. And I'm all of a sudden, like, all my memories have come back to me. And I'm like going, oh my gosh, how could I forget? How could I forget? And, I, and my friend is standing there looking at me, forget <laughs> what? You're going to the restroom, you know? And I was like, how could I forget who I am and what I came here for? I didn't come here to become a therapist. What am I doing in college? It it was so weird. I wanted to drop out and just everything. Ever since that moment, I've been so honed in on doing this work. I'm just all about it. But I did finally finish college and became a therapist. But um, wow. I mean, you have Jesus (laughs) come and knock on your head and help you cheat in your faith because I have no doubts now. You know, I know he's real. I wasn't looking for him. I, I was a skeptic of him showing up to people in a piece of toast or a tree trunk. Uh, so I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, you know, he is real. Like, and uh, then getting my memories back. I mean, I have been, again, I've been in this for a while, and I haven't come across people who's had those experiences. And I don't think I'm a psychic or a guru. Just I just remember, and I know I'm supposed to be doing this work. And so yeah. I sacrifice everything 
to hone in on helping and doing what I agreed to do here. Our guest, Heidi Hollis, uh, uh, her podcast, uh, Dark Becomes Light from the Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Uh, we're talking with her about some of her experiences. Her book, one of the books is Jesus is No Joke. She's also trademarked The Hat Man. If you've seen The Hat Man or know about the shadow peoples, these are, uh, she's the first to talk about these. And I think, Heidi, with your story, it's, you, you were, you're supposed to talk about this stuff and shed light on it in, in a way that is a little more easier for people to talk about. I think that's one of the, your gifts. Yeah. Does this yeah. feel like that's what you're, you're, are you, you're fulfilling your, your soul's purpose? <laughs> it, it is part of it. It is part of it. I, I don't think it's the whole picture because I have more recently learned some things that I would have never, ever guessed. To a certain extent, I should say. Um, and I hope within the next month or two, I'll be able to speak more to it. But I thought I'd gotten, like with every book that I get done, I mean, when you remember the other side, it's so hard to be here. Because mm -hmm. home, that's home, you know? Right. And it, it's like the equivalent of near-death experiencers, you know, that just like, oh, I want to go back. But you know, it's not like you want to kill yourself, but you miss it. And um so I think like after each book, I'm like, am I done yet? Am I done? Did I do it all yet? You know, and did I hit the right button? And I have not even slightly hit the button, apparently. Um, it, it's wild. I, I could tell you that, Russell, because, um, man. But, um, yeah, there's a lot more. Uh, doing the show, talking about these things uh, casually and trying to get people more comfortable with speaking, their truths is definitely part of it. Um but it, it, I think also showing people that it's all connected and having come with the shadow people hat man phenomenon the way that I did was um, <laughs> a lot of people, why I trademarked it later, I, I, I figured, you know, when you put out work, it's copywritten. People kind of respect that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who would have thought to go look for? Gosh, did somebody make a film on my stuff yet, or or TV shows? Uh -huh. Who would think to look for that? I started getting these emails and people saying, "Why'd you put that in your show or your film?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? That's not me." So people have been abusing it so much. People are have been trying to conjure these things and mm -hmm. have died doing so because there's others who are saying there's nothing to worry about with these things. Uh, you know, they're not threatening. It's okay. And, oh, I have the definitions of that. I mean, it's just, it's sad. It's sick. And um, being the only you know, brown woman out there speaking on <laughs> these topics and you're, you're stealing from the, you know, me, it's like, wow. But it was not easy being a woman in this field uh, alone uh, for so long. And, and then to be the only you know, minority doing it, I, I just... It's just been a, a rough battle, you know, but a lot of people didn't know that. I, they didn't see me through the, the radio, mm -hmm. but I was working it. I was doing what I could, you know, and hoping, hoping to straighten up some of the confusion out there so people don't think that's me doing that. So the trademark, I'm hoping to do just that. Stay right there. Heidi Hollis, our guest. We're going to take our first break here on Paranoid America. This is my eighth podcast of the new show, Paranoid America. I'm Russell Dowden. And uh, our guest, Heidi Hollis, her website, HeidiHollis.com. We'll talk a little more about paranormal, UFOs, ETs, and, and all this stuff going on in Washington, in the, Washington, D.C. We'll talk more about that on the other side. It's just Paranoid America. We'll be back after this. Yeah. 
Disaster can strike at any time. Be ready before it hits the fan. You are not a caveman. So don't use caveman technology. Our revolutionary meals heat themselves. Just pour the salt water solution on the heating pad. Place the meal face down on the heating tray. Slide it back in the box and wait five minutes. You'll have a hot, nutritious meal that is tough enough for any disaster. Whether it's power outages, winter storms, or the end of the world, you'll be good to go. So what are you waiting for? Get your gear today. Disaster food supplies. Survive. Satisfy. I can't believe this is happening. I never thought I'd be in this situation. I mean, who would have thought that I would need alien abduction insurance? But I guess it's better to be safe than sorry. And sure enough, it happened. I was abducted by aliens. Um, hi. Can I help you guys with anything? Financial compensation? For what? Wow, I never expected this. I mean, I never even thought aliens were real. And thanks to my alien abduction insurance, I'm covered. I never thought I'd be saying this, but thank you, aliens. It's 2 a.m. Power's out. It's pitch black. You need light. If you planned ahead, you'll have one of these. Just wind it up. You'll have light and communication. Call now and get the ultimate Y2K survival kit from BeCalm.com. You'll receive the Sunburst, the premier wind-up and solar-powered flashlight and radio, a video resource guide with real advice from leading experts, a diagnostic computer program to test your PC. You'll receive three soup samples from Hourglass Foods, food storage you'll want to eat. Plus, you'll receive a step-by-step -step guide that will show you how to prepare without wasting a single penny. Call now and order your ultimate Y2K survival kit. You get the wind-up and solar powered flashlight radio, video diagnostic software, food samples, and preparation guide. A $90 value, all for only $49.95. Call 1-800-303-8747 now and tell the operator to rush an ultimate Y2K survival kit to your home. Call now. Since 2007, the XDM has defined performance in a striker-fired firearm. Now, the polymer pistol that broke the mold is better than ever. Introducing the all-new XDM Elite from Springfield Armory. Built around the match enhanced trigger assembly, the XDM Elite takes advantage of a fully cocked striker, allowing the new meta trigger to deliver a smooth pull, crisp break, and short reset unlike any other striker got on the market. 
Designed for ultimate performance, the XDM Elite Series features removable short or standard mag wells for intuitive mag changes and extended magazines for unrivaled capacity of up to 22 plus 1. Available in four 9mm configurations, perfectly suited for competition, tactical deployment, and self-defense, each XDM Elite is duly equipped and built for extreme reliability and a lifetime of service. Re-engineered slide serrations help you get a grip in any situation, and the integrated accessory rail and ambidextrous slide release make the XDM Elite our most versatile platform ever. Performance upgrades built on an award-winning legacy. The all-new XDM Elite, only from Springfield Armory. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile found sometime last week has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico and sent to Wright Field, Ohio for further inspection. Back to Paranoid America. This is podcast number eight this week on the show. Joining me is my very dear friend and old friend, Heidi Hollis. We're talking about paranormal and uh, some of these alternative uh, topics and phenomena that we know as, uh, you know, ghosts. And, you know, I don't think we're alone in the universe. I've, I've seen uh, UFOs a number of times when I was young and kind of got me on some of this this elusive path, but um, joining us back here in the studio, Heidi Hollis, welcome back to the show. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> well, what do you, I want to ask you, what do you think, you know, I, I took a, I was off doing, I did weird radio for maybe four years and then I was away from radio for a little while. I did go do some work for uh, InfoWars at, with Alex over there in Austin you know, I just wanted to get back into doing all this because there's been a lot of, you know, UAPs is a is on the vernacular now. It's not UFOs, it's UAPs, and uh, we've starting to see congressional congressional hearings. I mean, they're taking place this week, even with testimony. Yeah. We we were kind of the fray twenty years ago. Now this is very commonplace. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because we need you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you know, I get it. The the whistleblowers and stuff stepping forward and all of these others, they're calling heroes to be stepping forward. I'm like, hold on. We've been in the trenches, not getting those titles, but come on. There's a lot of us that have lost friends, jobs, marriages and whatnot. Yeah getting involved in these topics because yeah. oh the lunatics you know so it, it's on uh our shoulders that they're kind of standing on too because right. we really push to make sure this is a, a common conversation um there, there's just too, too many and and i feel that uh our governments have let us down so many people suffered at the hands of being abducted harassed by these creatures that that have done horrific things to people to their pets, to to their their livestock, um, you know, and, and it's it's just um, it's about time. But I have to say, this whole switch to UAP UFO, yeah. uh, <laughs> this drives me up a wall. 
oh, they want to steal the subject we push for all these decades. Yeah. Do you? Oh, oh, we don't want to be associated with those people. We are UAP investigators. Oh, get over it. You know, yeah. it's a UFO. Um, and now they're trying to, well, Arrow uh, was trying to say that UAP are these unidentified, they said aerial, now it's anomalous phenomena. Uh, they don't know what they want to call things, but they're trying to distinguish between what appears to be man-made UFO types. That's the UAP versus UFOs. But, you know, all this while, it, it, we get a UFO task force, you know, yay, Pentagon, <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to say, oh, we're going to look into all this. We got you, you know, our citizens that pay our bills. We're going to now tell you exactly what's been going on. And now we have a whistleblower from that task force. Yeah, <laughs> it's like David yeah from the very task force that's been promising change and, yeah. and things that, that were going to come all these years. Yeah. yeah, I don't buy the Luis Elizondo no. and this, uh, you know, he and a few of those guys that are out there. Um, I, there's, there's something slippery about them there. And, and how come they got all the interviews from 60 Minutes to – you know, Joe Rogan's podcast. I mean, any and all media, uh, it, it's just like there was a narrative they wanted out there, Heidi, about 2017 when he came on the scene, 2016. Um, yeah. it, it, so there's something very slippery about all of that. But I remember speaking to this at, you know, lectures or when I was doing UFO conferences 20 years ago, I, I said back then that, hey, whenever they release their version of this metered release of information that we were going to get, it was going to be whatever benefited, you know, their narrative. And we're still dealing with this, you know, in 2023, you know, 30 years later. uh, And and it's uh, and they're still just giving us little nibbits, nibbles uh, of truth. And, And I don't even know if some of it's true. It's hard. It's hard. It's like uh, I have a hard time because what this is not being done out of the kindness of their hearts. What's the agenda? Mm-hmm. And and all the different people, all the different moving parts, uh, you know, from the people that are reporting on this to uh, revealing this, they're associated with the government. And these are the ones that allowed people to suffer for all this time. Well, that's not OK. We can't just. Oh, it's. They finally did a little something. They gave us a little crumb. I guess we could forgive all the abuse. You know, it is really hard for me. And and it's like, I, I can't point fingers to anybody in particular. They know who they are. They know who, if they're on payroll or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> or if they have a, a handler. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people in our field that are the authors and, and podcasters, I know several of them are on uh, under the, the nail of somebody else. You know, and it's like, why you know why it it taints it it's not honest and uh you know i like to uh, get a good night's rest to know i'm i'm doing my best to help people it's i get it people want to have an easier life for themselves and their family but it's a disservice to so much it it has to be done the right way yeah yeah there's god's watching well you know that's right and and You know, I've been a pretty decent advertising executive over the years in my in my business career, and and so that's how I've supported myself through you know Weird Magazine or doing. I've worked at this, you know, all my career and and done this, you know, uh, that way. And so you're right; it's a it's a disservice to to the, those of us that kind of have a real genuine interest in it 
um, when people are taking bribe money or, or being a, vocal, a voice for uh, a, a media outlet or a government three-letter agency, it, it does an injustice to those of us that are in this because we're passionate about it. Right, right. And it's like, it's not easy to pay the bills on this. People think, oh, you're just making so much money. You know, yeah, it's right. like, oh, how dare you? If you want to help, do it for free. Do you work for free, buddy? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I could say that I have for many years and I've given thousands of my books away for free to try to create, you know, do a service to try to help people. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know people that do that. There's a lot of people in this field that are in it for real, uh, they're very passionate. They're very uh, sincere and they really want to help. Um, so it's like, I, for me, it's a matter of life or death and, and, and losing of somebody's soul. Uh, I'm not going to stop and pause and say, all right, that'll be 50 bucks for your soul, please. Now I'll help you. You know, yeah. uh, people reach out to me on my website. I do my best to respond to everybody. Um, but it's, it, <laughs> It's not like there's a whole crew of people around me who know and understand what I'm doing uh, or why they think, oh, my goodness, you know, you you do what? Like you you're up to three in the morning doing what? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to help people. Um, so it's, um, you know, it, it's just one of those things that uh, I think it's it, it really, really unique people that are sticking it out. And um, well, as our government plays with us, you know, and. Again, I can't point the direct finger, um, but I, I, I have. We have to be cautious. All this while, I've had military abductions where I was interrogated, asked about aliens, drugged me, drugged others, and and did this. Oh, I'm gonna trust that? No, I can't. And you know, I have met some really kind people that are behind some of these uh, government uh, operations, really, and Christian people. Um, I, so it's like, we all have our good and bad side, but it's like, I always wonder, I couldn't, I couldn't be in Hitler's army. Cause I would kind of, uh, I'd fall behind and trying to kill people. <laughs> so it's like, they, they take these, these orders and they, they live this life and I just don't know how they do it. I just don't. Our generation is an interesting one because when we started, when we were young in our 20s, you know, I had was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to go meet in Roswell and speak to Glenn Dennis and Walter Hodd and those guys that founded the Roswell Museum. I got to speak with, uh, you know, David Icke or Stanton Friedman, uh, uh, Jim Mars, a lot of uh, David Icke's still around, but many of these, uh, you know, a lot of those older gener generation of, of investigators are, 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 are old and have passed on. And, and yeah. now we're, and we're kind of like the second or third generation. And there's a whole slew of another, of, of the younger generation, Heidi, that's out there. That's in, that's my kid's age. And I think they do a decent job of this, but you know we've really been in this, uh, and I'm just speaking to the longevity that you or I have committed into this space and trying to prolong uh, and extend this conversation. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that have an interest in these things, but it's like a passing fancy or if they could get likes or go viral. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, oh, that's a good one. All right, hashtag shadow people. I did this. <laughs> you know, the newest thing is that shadow people are related to aliens. I'm like, what the? I said that from the start. My goodness. Yeah. You know, <laughs> read the subtitle. It's like the real, uh, the true story about real alien war and shadow people. I mean, it's like, 
this is the the whole deal. But I don't know. People are trying to latch on, and, and I think a lot of people are bored um, quickly, and so they just try to do these sporadic things to try to ooh ooh. Did I get a ooh or ah from you? Um, I I just. You know, there was that time when you had to get off your butt and actually go meet people to learn yeah. stuff. Now you just tap it in the computer and go, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so it, we had to actually have some effort behind. Yeah, uh, we had to go. We, we had to go to conferences and actually go meet and then interview people yeah. or, to, or go, you know, interview a family that was, you know, mm-hmm. being abducted. Or I mean, I we did investigation work like that back as far as 90, 98 or 99. What do you think of the work of Stephen Greer and the Disclosure Project? He's been making a lot of um, any thoughts with all of his films and and the the movement that Dr. Greer's had over the last you know ten twenty years. Talk about a passionate guy, <laughs> <laughs> right? Man, I mean, and he still got the kumbaya in him. You know, it's like mm-hmm. he's trying to be spiritual and and keep it real at the same time. Um, unfortunately. It sounds like he runs into a lot of problems yeah. and people getting threatened and killed even. Um, that's that's disheartening. Um, I don't know how he keeps it rolling, yeah. honestly. It's yeah, the, the thing that I've said about his work is that I, I think what he's doing is, is noble and certainly commands respect for what he's done, but... A part of me, not all of me, but a part of me thinks he's you know, still walking into a brick wall with, with you know, agents, three-letter agencies and secret space programs. And it, 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 to me, it only adds fuel to the fire of an already bad situation. Well, they could go hang out on the dark side of the moon that they like so much. And, uh, they could stay there. <laughs> <laughs> or they could raise holy, you know, their, their toys against our modern military's toys. There ensues the fake ufo alien invasion card that we've had i think that some of their toys though from these programs heidi are uh it it, it begs the question you know how many of these ufos out there and tic tac things are they unknown or not you know maybe these are raytheon craft yeah they're muddying the waters that's for sure to know what Mm -hmm. you're looking at Mm -hmm. uh and it's like i get it It, it's uh, they're having a good time with their reverse engineered uh, products that they've got out there, but it, it it would appear that they've done that with a lot of things, like uh, the circuit boards that they have in computers. We skipped we skipped a, a few generations of our understandings of such things, you know, to create this. Um, you, you know, I I think that uh, in knowing that they're able to do some of the the maneuvers that we're we're witnessing, as far as like the tic tacs and, and and knowing that these are more man made objects. And hearing reports that, you know, super soldier, they're on Mars, they're on the dark side of the moon, sounds ridiculous. And then you you hear people filming things on the moon surface. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that's fake. I'm like, could they all be fake? I mean, what are we talking about here? We have people coming forward admitting that they were part of this and, and did these things. I mean, uh, Eisenhower's grand granddaughter has been yeah. talking about this. Laura Eisenhower, mm-hmm. like, they offered me to go to Mars. Yeah. It's like. Why would she lie? She wouldn't. You yeah, know? who has what? The, what's there's no benefit from saying no. uh, some of these uh, things that are sound so outlandish. But why? Right. Why? Why would anyone do it? There's just no reason to to come forward and and then be discredited 
for having done so. So stay, stay right. right there. We're going to take a quick break this segment here, and we'll be right back. Our guest, Heidi Hollis, on the show, Paranoid America. We'll be right back. Tired of the lies, conspiracies, and propaganda the deep state uses to program you? Does the thought of empirical corporate globalism make you paranoid? Then Paranoid America is your source for alternative news. Listen to Paranoid America weekly on the GCN Radio Network or wherever podcasts are available. Your filter for mainstream fake news and disinformation. Featuring world news, the paranormal, cover-ups, UFOs, cosmic disclosure, secret space programs, and the parapolitical soup of today's global theater. If you aren't paranoid, you aren't listening. The Paranoid America Radio Show. Now, live from an underground bunker fortified with cheese whiz and crackers. The man dressed in black fatigues, wearing a tin hat made of aluminum foil. Your host, Mr. Paranoid, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to Paranoid America podcast, the episode number eight with my guest, Heidi Hollis, talking with us about disclosure, paranormal topics. We got about nine or 10 minutes left here with you, Heidi. What's, tell me a little bit about your show, uh, Dark Becomes Light. How often are you doing that? Is that weekly still? And, and, and how can folks listen to it? Coastam.com forward slash podcast. You know, I was fortunate to get the show because I love to give people advice about anything and everything out of the ordinary mm-hmm. when it comes to angels, aliens, shadow people, uh, hat man. So I do my best to try to just keep it real and on the level and and talk about it all. Um, I've had a lot of people come on the show and I like to get people who are not generally on the big show with George Norrie because I want to give them the chance to explore it and uh, maybe get on the big show. You know, it's like stories that people don't generally hear. I I like to dive into that. But every other episode, I'm answering people's emails. So I invite people to go to HeidiHollis.com and tell me their stories, tell me their questions, whatever's on their mind, or if there's a subject they want me to touch touch upon, I'll actually do that as well. So um, I just kind of keep it real, keep it casual. I have a good time with it. And uh, yeah, so and it's you can hear it anywhere that you listen to podcasts, iHeartRadio.com, 
uh, or mm-hmm. anywhere else. So. Yeah, yeah. You you used to do an older one was uh, I uh, Outlander, right? You used to do Outlander yeah. radio. Do you still have that or going, or was that just the old one before you got doing the paranormal? Pod- uh, yeah, that's the one I did just before Dark Becomes Light. That's right. Coast AM. I, I'm like, whoa, Coast to Coast AM calls. You know, you're just like, what? what yes, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to change the name of the show. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of cool to have that opportunity. Yeah, that's, and, a, uh, that's, a, that's just a fabulous opportunity right there. Yeah. And, you know, they're grooming you. You could be one of their weekend hosts. You know, I had... <laughs> um, Richard Serrett does it on Sundays a few times, kind of he and George Knapp alternate. And yeah. Richard was on my show a few weeks ago and uh, well, a month or two ago now, but he's going to come back for a new, for another appearance. But you know, yeah, they, they groom you for that. I'm telling you that podcast network they got, that's, you're going to eventually be, uh, you know, doing this on Saturday nights with him. Oh man. Well, I, <laughs> I have a good old time. I, I get to do the news sometimes and, you know, jump on the show at random times. So it, it's a pleasure. Um, you know, and it's so funny. All I ever wanted to be growing up as a comic strip artist, and I got to do that. So, uh, <laughs> but now I get to do all this other fun stuff too. But, you know, I want to tell people if they want, go to um, any social media and follow me at one Heidi Hollis and, uh, or at the Outlanders comic. And uh, you, you can reach out to me there and I'll, got questions i do my best to answer those too <laughs> and and uh and i i was I, I i tagged you on a uh twitter a tweet the other day and uh oh. so i don't know if you saw that but you're you're one heidi hollis on twitter as well aren't you mm-hmm. yes yeah mm-hmm. so twitter uh facebook um tiktok i put a one in front of my name because there's apparently another heidi hollis out there <laughs> oh really is that right I, I don't know there's probably a couple of russell dowdens out there too i don't know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well I, I i i was uh getting ready to come into the office today and i picked up uh, one of my older backpacks in the garage and i uh, i found an old paranoid magazine from a, maybe i don't know 10 years ago this was nice. one of my older magazines but look look what's in here it, it's it's <laughs> alien advice with Heidi Hollis, and oh, this was your cool. col- this was your column in Paranoid, but maybe <laughs> but, but 2013 when we Love were it. yeah you were you were doing this and you would submit your art, article and we would you know, of course do the artwork for it and stuff. But yes. uh, that, I just thought that was so weird. I I was in the garage. I just picked up this backpack and underneath the backpack was. Uh, a copy of Paranoid, and I thought, oh, hey, Heidi's on the show tonight. I'm going to show her that, that, that I found oh, I Man, found I it. wish uh, you got to scan that for me or something. <laughs> oh, I got to. I'll I'll, over because no. I'm like, I, I, I love doing that for you guys. That was it was fun because people were always asking questions, and I'm like, you know, hey, let's go there. <laughs> yeah, Alien Advice was uh, was the column, and uh, uh, and you used to do that occasionally with Weird Magazine and then Paranoid yes. Magazine with us as well. You've been a busybody. You you've always been like you know pulling so much together, and I, I've always uh, found that fascinating because you're just like I got another magazine, I got this, I got another show. I'm like you hustle. So well, I, I I do that. I and I always seem to have with the magazine a tandem of the radio show, and I do do that still to this day. I've done it with sports. I've I have a a health and wellness magazine here in Austin now, and my my show. Uh, airs it, it airs on ESPN here in Austin, and uh, I do do that. But uh, but yeah, we've we've stayed tried to stay relevant and just passionate about doing uh, you know marketing. And I just love being on uh, on the radio and the media side. That's just been my wheelhouse all these years. 
final nice. thoughts. I've got two and a half minutes left. What do you think we're going to see in the next year or two with, with all this? Are we going to get any disclosure? What's Heidi Hollis' thoughts on all the hoopla going on in Washington, D.C. right now? Oh, my goodness. I think it's going to be like pulling teeth. Uh, <laughs> as it was obvious, you know, uh, David Grush couldn't explain or answer to half of the stuff people are asking. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's going to be a slow roll. Um, and again, we'll have to question that whole process. Apparently, it's like CIA versus the Pentagon, from what I'm understanding. Um, so this is a battle of all battles. I thought it was between e good and evil. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, it's hard. It's hard. You got to trust your gut and what you're taking in. Just know this stuff is real. Things are happening and they're hiding a whole lot for a reason. Yeah, we pay their bills, but they don't want to answer to us. So <laughs> what, what do you do when you have that kind of battle going on? So. Well, it's a it's a very slippery slope, whatever's going on in Washington, D.C. You, you can it never... Is. You never really put your finger on whatever's going on there. Thank you for being a part of the show, Heidi. Thank you. It's great to see you and hang out with you. I'm Thanks. gonna I'm gonna get a, a a magazine in the mail to you here very soon. Oh, and, that'd be cool. Awesome. <laughs> but, hey, we'll have to do this again though. Yeah, let's do this again. Next time have me on your show. I'll come on your shows if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks guys for tuning in. That's po concludes podcast number eight. Paranoid America. Check us out on the internet. Paranoidamerica.com is our website. You can find the podcast available pretty much anywhere out there. iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Cast, all of that. You, the, the podcast is everywhere. I'm Russell. Stay tuned. I think we got... Who's coming up on the show next? Uh, anybody? Can you see over there, Carl? Uh, Chris. Uh, oh, Chris is going to be on with... Uh, his podcast. See, what you do is when you when you start a new podcast, you invite all your friends on the show to, that have their podcasts. I'm Russell signing out. ParanoidAmerica.com is the website. Keep your eyes to the skies. I could not foresee this thing happening to you. If I look hard enough into